Are we rocking and rolling here? We are rolling and we are rocking. All right. Ready to go, Jess? I'm ready. Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here with co-host Jesse Lucier and our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. What's up, boys? Hey, boys. Good evening. We just finished a huge dinner. Everyone's ready to fall asleep here, but uh, we're going to kick it into high gear. Jess, uh, a little bit of excitement here. This is going to be our last podcast together in the studio. Yes. For the foreseeable future. We're going to have right. a, a little break. Yep. What, tell us what's going on. Let, let, our, let our listeners know where you're heading, Jess. Yeah, yeah. give our listeners a latest update. Yeah. Um, I will be going back to Canada for the holidays. Yep. I cannot wait. As many people out there and uh, haven't been able to go home, do any holidays. Be the first time I've seen my family in in about two years, so I'll be back in uh, Halifax. But uh, don't worry, listeners, we will keep the podcast up. We'll oh, yes. keep this rocking and rolling, bringing you the best content from across the pond. <laughs> um, and then I'll be back in uh, in Asia in the new year uh, in Singapore, and then potentially Tokyo. So uh, just it's going to be a wild ride, guys. So and, and so you'll be back though. You'll be back in the summer. I'll be back. I'll be yeah, back. the podcast won't miss a beat here, folks. We, I, we do apologize for the lateness this week. I did have to reshuffle the schedule here at the studio. It's been a big week. It's been a big week, but we managed to get it in. Um, also, uh, folks, I got a, an interview coming up next week with uh, my first guest from Japan. Whoa! And uh, it was supposed to be this uh, last week, but we ended up having to reschedule. So we'll get to that as well next week. Um, so That's change. awesome. So, anyways, so you're going, you're going to Canada, you say? Eh? Oh, jeez, oh, oh, back in Canada. The Segway Masters. Who invited a, Paul? There's a delicious coffee called Tim Hortons right now. Ooh, nah, Tim God, Hortons can't is wait. not only just a coffee shop. He was a great NHL decor man, as yeah. uh, some uh, some shout out leaves. Shout out leaves. Anyways, <clears throat> he had his uh, jersey retired, as you probably know. Which team or teams? Retired Tim Horton's jersey. Is it the LA Kings, the Buffalo Sabres, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Rangers, or Philadelphia Flyers? Jess, you want this one? Uh, I'm pretty sure, Jess, you must get this. Yeah. Shout out Leafs. Yeah. Shout out Leafs. Ball the whole <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I was like, did he play on another team? Like... <laughs> so. Uh yeah, um, Leafs Nation. Go with the Leafs on this one. Leafs Nation, yourself, sir. Yeah, Leafs. Leafs. Yeah. No other teams. So that's the trick oh! question here. Paul is trying to throw a curveball here. Well, did he play maybe, on another team? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. That's why I said team or teams just kind of screw you guys up. Yeah, I'm going. He he didn't get his jersey retired by two teams. There's how many guys did get. That's next week's question. That's next week's question. Yeah. Exactly. That's next I'm going Leafs, man. Lock it in. Just Leafs. Final answer. It's time for us to get back on the board this week. Survey says. Wrong. <laughs> Rangers? Suck. Yeah, no. Try Maple Leafs. Yeah. And Buffalo Sabres. No way. This guy? <laughs> he plays. The Sabres. The he Sabres. Plays. He plays with the Sabres. Oh, 124 God. games with the Sabres. Retired jersey, 124 games. Yeah. What do you get? 10 million points? Exactly. Okay. I, I, Stay at I'll home defense. Okay. Since that was a Leafs question, basically, we'll go over to Habs question. And we're not, I'm not going to give you any options. Double down. Down. You got a second Double question. This week? Uh, well, we're going we're gonna to keep this one within the 20th century. Okay. So, who is the last Montreal Canadian to score 50 goals in the 20th century? I'll let you go first. I think I know this one yeah, finally. It's pretty easy. Pretty easy. The last Hab to score 50. Yeah. We're going to have to edit the amount of time it's no, going to take No, this is to... great. This is the drum roll <laughs> part. <laughs> I think I know it, but I'm hyping myself up. Now. If I don't get it, I'm going to I don't want to start again. I don't want to get one again. Guy Lafleur. Okay, good guess. Good Don Fus. Ah, uh, survey says... <laughs> both wrong again. Ah, what? 
Stefan Richie. Last question, boys. Last question, boys. Oh my god, we got. Right, we're going to go through because Jesse and I could be here for a little bit, so I might as well get all these. Do we have to get a question right? We're like exactly. on an off. We're on offer. I'll give you. A, I'll give you an easy one. We here, we go. here we go. Here we're we go. Here we go. Here we go. Half a question. Two thousand two, two thousand three season. Okay, so oh, it's not god. that long ago, but maybe when you're still wearing diapers. Which goaltender led the league with a one point seven two goals against average? Was it? Marty Berdour. Yeah. Patrick Waugh. Roman Chickmanic. Or Marty Turco. There's no way he just threw Chickmanic. I know. <laughs> no, I know. He did not just I haven't heard that, that name until today. Yeah, Roman. It's got to be Roman. Uh, I'm going Roman. <laughs> Who just says Chickmanic? What happens to me? There you go. Turco had some great Turco years. had a great year. He was like the Dallas. fantasy hockey, like the hockey pool. Yeah. All star goalie. My first thought was Broder. Yeah. Then Check Manic, dude. But it's gotta be Check Manic. But was Check Manic any good? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the name. Yeah. Oh, All right, gee. I'm going Roman. Final answer. Roman, final answer. I'm going Marty Turco. Marty Turco. Pool, uh, hockey pool legend. Survey says Marty Turco. Yeah! <laughs> Finally, back on the board. Somebody gets one. Our listeners are jumping through their screens right now. Beautiful. What was Czech Manic's stats at your, like a 950 goals against? (laughs) Uh, Marty, it says here in 2002-2003, he played 55 games, had seven shutouts. Wow. Yeah. Had a 1.72 and a .932 save percentage. That's impressive. Good to get back on the trivia board. Thank you. Vesna that year went to Marty Berdur. Wow. No. Yeah. No. Well, I was thinking Broder right off the bat, but yeah. check Manic. I mean, come on. Check <laughs> Manic. Roman. Paul, you got to check out Roman Check Manic stats. Uh, right? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. You guys can get on with the show. Here. All right. Let's get on with the I, show. I had my fun now. Goodbye. Let's get on with Good the night, show. <laughs> Thanks, Paulie. One for loose on the board, Thanks baby. For making oh. us back look, in the game. <laughs> Thanks for making us look dumb again. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. my job. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Club. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full-contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, Check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, let's get on with the show. Tonight, the Big Bite of the Week to start things off. The Big Bite brought to you by the Big Bite Restaurant here in Hong Kong. Check them out. Uh, Check out their website. Check them out on Facebook at the Big Bite HK. Uh, These guys serve the best Canadian food in the city. Wings and poutine and great Mm. steaks. You can check them out for wing night on Tuesday at North Point and Wednesday in Saiwan at the Big Bite Flame and Grill. And don't forget, Thursday night is steak night. All right, this week, Jesse, the Big Bite of the Week. The whole hockey world is talking about this goal right now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's no question this is the biggest story of the week right now. Trevor Zegras, Sonny Milano pull off one of the nicest goals you'll ever see in hockey. Um, what What are your thoughts, buddy? Uh, insane. I mean, have you ever seen this even in practice or anyone even try it? Because I, when I played hockey, this wasn't even a thought. Nobody... I've never seen this before. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Look, you know, you talk about going viral, right? Like, yeah. And, and, you know, in terms of, like, global sports... You know, you talk about in the NFL on a Sunday, you know, a Sunday game. If a receiver makes a crazy catch, it blows up. It's all over, you know, social media. You know, hockey doesn't tend to, you know. global. Right? Yeah. Man, I was sitting at work on the desk. All of a sudden, this thing just blows up. People in the firm that, you know, who don't even know anything about hockey are coming to me being like, man, what's going on with this goal? (laughs) Yeah. It was insane. 
I've never seen anything like this. No, I I've mean, never seen anything like this. Uh, it's unbelievable. And I mean, I know these two guys are super talented young players. Oh yeah, of course. But and and the perfect scenario happened. All like no one was even coming near him behind the net. He had yeah. so much time alone back there to think yeah. about what he was doing. And when you you listen to their interviews afterwards, and he's like, "Yeah, I've tried this before. I've practiced this before. It's just unbelievable the things, the creativity, the new wave of NHLers, just nah. the, the things that they're willing to try." Well, the thing like you know when you practice this stuff, it's like. The practice is over. Yeah. And you and like maybe two or three other guys are just hanging out yeah. on the ice, having fun, joking around. I remember uh, I used to, <laughs> when I was in college, we used to do this thing. Like we had this running joke. It was like the power play, what the power play should be. <laughs> and it was always like guys would just like one touch backhand passes to each other. Like yeah. you just turn around and one time a puck on your backhand or you'd flip it as high as you can. And another guy would get it and then flip it. Right, but just it was trying a crazy farce, stuff. right? Yeah, like, yeah. It was just a bunch of guys fooling around on the playground. But yeah. this is the National Hockey League. I know, man. It's it's a whole different game right now. I mean, the fact that people are even willing to try this yeah. tells you how much the game has changed. Because I'm watching this morning, uh, and uh, Rick Tockett was interviewed. Well, it was Tockett and Biz and yeah. Anson Carter and Liam, the TNT crew. Oh, yeah. Our inter- <laughs> Gretz wasn't there. It's a weekday. <laughs> <laughs> he only shows up Saturday Gretz is off. night. Him and- <laughs> He's only there Saturday night. Him and Charles had a big night. Him exactly. and Charles and Shaq. Yeah, so they're interviewing Zegris, talking to him about this play. And um, at the end of it, talk- they asked Tockett. I think Anson Carter asked him what would have happened if that happened in his era. He goes, next shift, someone's going Donnie down. Brock. <laughs> you see a guy pick the puck up with their stick, all five guys on the ice shed their gloves. No, it was just, he, he said, next shift, someone's going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, then that's how the game has changed. I mean, yeah. these guys are doing amazing things. Incredible goal. Where does it stand right now? I mean, we've had a couple goal of the year candidates. We've talked about McDavid's got two of yeah, them. Yeah. Um, where does this goal stand for you as the goal of the year at this point? I don't know. This is like a different genre, though. You know, like when we watch McDavid, who does, you know, just that incredible talent. But th- to me, this is like a different genre. This is like video game, yeah. pure entertainment. Like this, this takes a step away from the purest game of hockey. Right. And this is going to like, you know, that young generation. Yeah. You know, of course. but I don't, I, it's hard not to like it. Like, you know, here we are. It's tremendous know, skill. Uh, well, first of all, yeah. the fact that he just do that, like, you know, but then it just reverberates around the NHL. Like you're seeing videos now all the time. Like D1 teams are doing this, yeah. college teams, other guys in the NHL are like, I'm not even going to try that because yeah. like, I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would actually have to put it in a completely different bucket. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, like a viral goal is certainly a lot different. Where like McDavid's goal was just being so incredible. Well, yeah, the fact that he's at full speed going through four guys, yeah. um, looking off guys at full speed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, undressing two, three defensemen. Yeah. Uh, it's a completely different ball game for me as well. I, that's a good point, Jess. Yeah. And I think I would have to say for myself, it's the McDavid goal still. Oh, um, totally. But this goal was super special, and like you said, probably one of the only goals that's really going to go viral as much as it did. Yeah, and again, I just think it's great for the game. Like, yeah. it's great for the game. You're going to get young guys out on the pond trying this thing. And yeah. No, nah, man, uh, and it's just, like, the whole reaction and just Zgrass, like... The look on his face, that picture. And again, you know, around. these guys are in California. Like, yeah. this is kind of what you need to get people in the building. And yeah, true. I think these guys are the best thing that can happen to that franchise. They've man. got a great young core oh, there, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was cool to see... Um, See them giving credit to, you know, the older guys on the squad and yeah. that they're learning from. And they've got a good balance going on down there in Anaheim. Fun yeah. team to watch. Yeah, very fun. Well, that's the big bite of the week. Jess, what do you got for us next? Yes. Yeah, so up next, we have uh, our Psalm Sleeper of the Week. Get some. Um, <laughs> get some. <laughs> uh, you guys know Psalm. Uh, to our listeners who are uh, just joining us, Psalm Sleep. It's like Red Bull, but it's for sleep. You drink a can of this thing 30 minutes before bed. By the time you hit the sheets, you're going to sleep better than you probably ever have before. Yeah. Um, True story. Yeah, uh, actually, you know, th- this thing was originally invented um, for athletes going on the road, um, you know, fighting with, uh, you know, that kind of time delay for, for sleep. Um, it went to the NFL, MLB, all these elite athletes. That's kind of where it started. And, uh, well, actually, speaking about elite athletes, Ivan, you said you tried this thing finally <laughs> yeah, last week, didn't you? I did. I had a great sleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Slept the whole night through. That's right. So our Psalm Sleeper. <laughs> of the last two weeks a team that i think everyone's been sleeping on and this team now is wide awake and it's time the rest of the hockey world gets off the psalm sleepers and starts taking this team seriously paulie the minnesota wild i heard about these guys they are wild the minnesota wild so 
I don't know if, if all of our listeners listen to our early season prediction shows, right? When we talked about the Central Division, we said this was going to be a two-horse race. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't going to be close with anyone else. Yeah. We had Colorado and Winnipeg running away with this division. Yeah. We had Colorado, and uh, it wasn't close. Like, yeah. we had Colorado absolutely working this division, not close. Um, but there's a new team on top. There is. The Minnesota Wild. Boys, let me lay this down on you. 25 games into the season, okay? This team... 18 wins, six losses, one overtime loss. And the last 10 games, they're 8-1-1. and They're currently on a seven-game winning streak. And they've beaten some great teams in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. one of them being my Toronto Maple Leafs. Thank you. It was a great game. If you, Hopefully you caught that one. But this team, I mean, first of all, they're exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a, a great first line. That first line is unbelievable. And then it's all led by the man they call Kirill the, the Thrill. Oh, yeah. Right? Taking up exactly where he left off last year. 25 games this year. He's got 30 points. That first line is absolutely ripping. 30 points, boys. That's good for fifth in the NHL. It's in not scoring. bad. Fifth in the NHL in scoring. Yeah. They've got a great lineup. Let me run through this lineup for you um, for some of our, because I know it's Minnesota. Not a lot of people talk about this team. Yeah, they're not a very, like, you know, they're not on everyone's radar for sure. Oh, but and some unheralded players on this team. Right. So, actually, a bit surprisingly, Ryan Hartman has slotted in. I they know. used to have Fiala on that top line. Yeah. It was a bit of a slow start this year. But they got Zuccarello, who used to rip it up in New York. Mm-hmm. Now he's in Minnesota. And Carilla Thrill. The second line, the second line in Minnesota is, a t- is, is probably even more, I think, a line that people are sleeping on. Jordan Greenaway. Yeah. A lot of our listeners probably don't exactly know this guy. He played World Juniors a few years ago. He's taken a little bit of time to find his feet in the NHL. But the last few years, man... This guy has been unbelievable. Yeah. Big, tall, strong tough. guy. Tough. Yeah. Uber talented. Um, at, at, down the middle, they got Joel Erickson Eck, who's also a, a stud. And yeah. then Marcus Foligno. I mean, talk about a talented, big line that you just don't want to play against. No, that's a that's a big second line. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost like a third line, you know, when you think about like the typical third line, little bigger. Yeah. You know, playing against other teams' top lines, maybe. Yeah. And you know, on the back end. Which Paul, you know, I love my defenseman. Decor, baby. Decor, baby. Decor. They got All Brodeen yeah. and Dumba. Um, if you want to, if you're bored one night, look up Dumba when he was in junior hockey. The guy used to absolutely terrorize the Western Hockey League. Did he? When I played against guys in in college hockey, they would talk about Dumba like he was like a, yeah, just a menace in really? the neutral zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Merrill, who's doing great. And how about this? A name you probably haven't heard in a while. Alex Golagoski. I know. I mean, this guy's like 45 years old, isn't he? Resurgence <laughs> this year. 22 games, got 16 points. Yep. Uh, plus 12. Yeah, that's that's huge for him. He, and he's yeah. a power play guy. He's always been a power play guy. Yeah. So I really like this team. Um, you know, I'm, I think Colorado is still yet to find their, their stride. Um, but the fact that this team's first in the division, I mean... Man, watch out for this team. Their goalie's been unbelievable. You didn't even mention Cam Talbot. He's got 14 wins. Yeah, he's playing great. A 919 save percentage. Almost as good as Chick Manic. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> Almost. Um, yeah, 19 games. He's playing most of their starts. Uh, yeah. 14 and 5. Great. Off to a great start. Look, man, last season, this team was 35, 16, and 5. And they were playing against in that division. That was when Colorado, not only Colorado was in the division, but Vegas was also That's in that true. division. Right? Yep. And they finished third. Kirill had 50 points last year in whatever games they played. What was it, like 40-something? And this year he's off to another great start, signed that big ticket. I mean, look, I like this team a lot, and I I didn't realize just how good they were, and uh-huh. that's our that's the sleeper of the week, man. Couldn't agree more, buddy. Um, don't sleep on those wild folks. Time to wake up. Time to wake up. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on, Jess. Uh, the Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery Spill of the Week, where I talk about some disappointing things that happened in the NHL. Uh, Yardley Brothers, as we all know, uh, one of Hong Kong's best uh, craft breweries. They're incredible, ma- award-winning beers uh, nonstop. Uh, started in Lama uh, in, you know, what was it, the early 2000s, Polly? Um, still didn't look it up. We still yeah, didn't look that up. I'm going to say about 1987. These guys are making great stuff, folks. Century. Check them out at yardleybrothers.hk. Still time to get an order in before Christmas and have them delivered to, for the holidays. It's just a couple beers. Yardleybrothers.hk. Get it done. All right. The spill of the week this year, uh, this week, Jess, 
GMs dropping like flies, but GMs, which uh, is no one so safe. Benning Green out All in right. uh, in Vancouver. We saw Mark Bergevin um, finish up his time in Montreal. Right. So. First of all, I'll start with that. Uh, Bergevin's tenure in Montreal, which he just finished. He was in his 10th season. Uh, surprisingly, um, you know, when I looked at his record, I was a little surprised to see how many games above 500 they were yeah. in the last 10 years. But, you know, they are the Habs. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're nasty. Here they we go, Paul. Being quiet yeah, over um, here. <laughs> Not even getting into it. But it's, uh, it's an interesting time right now in Montreal. Uh, they haven't named... There are all the replacements yet. What do you think about um, the replacement right now? He's not French. What's going to happen here? Is he going to stay? Are they going to bring in someone else? What's going on? Look, I don't think you will ever see a general manager or a head coach in Montreal that doesn't speak French. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there was a big period of time where I was, you know, I would say get the best person for the job, yeah, whether they speak French or not. But you got to understand something about Montreal. Montreal, in terms of the team and and what that team means to Quebec and the city and the town, like this thing is like, th- there's no other fan base in in the NHL that's that's quite like Montreal. And look, it the the closest thing you can say about this team. Look, you're a huge fan. The closest thing you can say about this fan base with this team is like a religion. Yeah. And, you know, maybe for some of our listeners, you're probably sitting there rolling your eyes being like, oh, whatever. But, like, if you live in Quebec, you may not even like hockey. Like, you actually might despise it. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee you, you know exactly how the Montreal Canadiens are doing. That's right. You're going to go to your office. People in the office are talking about how they did last night. You go to Tim Hortons. People are just going to be happy if the team won last night. You look at a newspaper, it's on the front of the newspaper yeah. every single day. Yeah. So look, if they were to ever bring in a coach or a general manager that didn't speak French, mm-hmm. the organization, the way the fans, I think, would look at it is that they're like completely disrespecting the fan base. So a big, and, and again, it took me a long time to realize this until I, I played with a guy who, who's, again, who just, he, he was a diehard Habs fan from the city and it's never going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I was even surprised they brought this guy in. What are your thoughts about who should replace? Who should who should they be bringing in? Because there's, you know, the Patrick Waugh yeah. uh, rumors out there, which I'm not a huge fan Me of. I don't, I don't think they need any type of sideshow like that, no, no, uh, no. like Patty. And, I mean, obviously one of my heroes growing up, one of the best goalies to ever play the game, but I don't yeah. want to see him as our GM, to be honest. Yeah. And, and goaltenders don't always make the best GMs. You know, Garth Snow didn't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Crush it. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I, I 100% agree. And, you know, I think even Bergevin, like, man, you look at most teams in the NHL, you know, even the mega markets, you, like, never hear from their general manager. Yeah. In Montreal, I felt like I heard more from Bergevin than I did Very hands-on. Yeah, very hands-on. And, I mean, that was his approach, maybe to try and take some of the heat off his guys. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, yeah, it's very strange to see nah. it. Uh, personally, I'd like to see, like, a two-GM system happen here. I'd like to see our first female GM. Interesting. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see that uh, a duo of a man and a woman oh. doing this job. And I think it's, it's you know, there's a few big names out there as far as, like, women who are actually, you know, with an opportunity here to get a job as a GM in the NHL. What a move that would be. What a way to that would shake usher in up, a man. new area, it, era. It totally would shake things up. Wow. Um, so, yeah, well, interesting to see what happens in Montreal. Obviously, it doesn't seem like they're, you know, uh, they're not jumping, like, they're not trying to find a solution right away. They're giving it some time. They're going to give it a few weeks. Well, this is a, a critical time. This is a critical time yeah. in Montreal. I mean, they're not a up. good team right now. No, no, no. They're no. not a great team. Uh, Bergevin probably had to take the hit here because they're off to such a bad start. But if you look at their lineup, man, they're just, they don't have the horses. And one guy we haven't talked about a whole lot is Edmondson. I mean, you lost Weber and Edmondson, your two. Two of your top 3D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now it's it shuffles the whole thing. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and the whole team was built around that, which we've yeah. talked about before. Yeah. So let's move on from Montreal. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the next few weeks. But what are your thoughts on Benning in in, uh, in Vancouver? Well, we talked about this. I think they might have even been a sleeper that we've had previously on the show. The Canucks have been in complete shambles. Yeah. You know, look, Montreal's roster is not great, you know, whatever. And they haven't been performing. It's, it's probably they're just coming back to earth. Vancouver has this unbelievable roster of young, talented, 
studs that have veterans around them. They have a solid goaltender. And they're just not getting the job done. Like, yeah. And not only not getting it done, but like... Not even close. Not even close, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, yeah. And it just is tough to watch. Yeah. Like, you got these stud kids, like Pedersen, four goals. Besser, four goals. Like, And you watch... It doesn't take you long. You watch one game, and all of a sudden, you're like, this team is completely given up. So, you know, look, yeah, maybe the pandemic has played a couple things into all this. I don't know. But I think it was only a matter of time. Now, it's very rare. Like, we, you don't usually see general managers get relieved during the season. Yeah. Almost never, actually. That almost very rarely ever happens. Because think about it. What are you going to do? Bring in a new guy to run right the it's ship? It's a really, really tough, tough position to be put in. Yeah. I mean, you're a third of the way through the season. Yeah. You're expected to come in here and make magic happen. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Like, yeah. you can't pick your coach. You can't do any of this stuff. So... And then the fact that we've seen this now, what is this, three, two, two in the last two weeks? Yeah, we've GM's got gone? three GMs. We've got f- three head coaches. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, no, look, I, I think it, it's only a matter of time. Like Vancouver, man, that whole team, it's just been disgraceful. And, yeah. You know, I think the players themselves have just, you know, looked themselves. Like, look, and all of this was, you know, the, the it was symbolized when they were playing Pittsburgh all the rumors were like, is the coach done after tonight? And they said, no, we're, we're going to wait. And then they just go and get smashed by Pittsburgh. Like, what was it, 7-1 or something yeah. crazy like that? And then a fan throws a jersey on the ice. And to make it even worse, Dumoulin from the Penguins goes, picks the jersey up, and gives it back to the crowd. Like Throws it back. Like an embarrassed. Like, that's embarrassing, dude. Yeah. and Not, not even he wanted to. Habs jersey though, right? <laughs> well, yeah. That could have been it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, look, uh, you know, look, say what you want about you know the move of throwing a jersey on the ice, and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of mixed emotions on this. When that happens, things happen in an organization, like the magnifying glass just explodes, mm-hmm. and now it's like that is probably the most. I don't know if the right word is disrespectful thing, but that's like the worst thing a fan can do. I'd go disrespectful. It's probably the most disrespectful thing a fan and a fan base can do to a team. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from burning it. Yeah. Aside from burning the city down after a cup (laughs) loss when the Bruins win. There you go, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Bruins. (laughs) Aside from burning a jersey, throwing one in the ice when your team is sucking is pretty disrespectful. Yeah, look, and and the last thing I'll say about this is, is, you know, for maybe some of our listeners who, who might not know, when it comes to a jersey in a locker room, whether it's the NHL or junior hockey, your jersey is is sacred. The yeah. logo is sacred. Yeah. You walk into any dressing room, you are not allowed to walk on the logo. The logo yeah. is right in the middle of the room. Yeah. You are not allowed to walk on it. If you do, you have to pay money. Yeah. It's a fine. Yeah. So then when you come into the room and like someone's jersey's on the floor, like it is the most disrespectful thing you can do. Like guys yeah. will I've seen fights break out over this inside of locker rooms. Yeah. So when you see a fan throw a jersey on the ice, man, say what you want, things happen. I agree with you, man. I hate it. Yeah. It's not something I condone. I don't think anyone should ever disrespect like that. But you are right when you say that it shakes things up because it's yeah. proofs in the pudding this year. Habs, it's ha- uh, you know, I've never seen this before in Montreal, but a yeah. fan threw a jersey on the ice, GM, gone yeah. next day. That's true. And, I mean, if it does rock things. And, and, and if you're a player sitting on that bench, are you embarrassed? Is it motivating you or is it making you want to shut down? I mean, it can go either way. But yeah. I think most athletes, I, I know, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I would say most le- athletes at that level would take that as a wake-up call. Totally. And I mean, like, look, you know, when things aren't going right, you know, whether in anything, life, in yeah. your job, in your, you know, it's easy to kind of sit there and be like, well, I'm doing my job and that person's not doing theirs or the yeah. coach is an idiot or this. But when that happens, you sit there and you're just like, oh, man, like, yeah, this you gotta team, take some pride. This team that I'm playing on yeah. is being so disrespected by the fans yeah. that, like, you know, we suck. We got to take some pride in this, and we right. got to turn the ship around. And now there's yeah. no hiding from it. There's no hiding at that point. You're yet, right. So. Well, there it is. What do you got next for us, Jess? Yeah, so enough talking about all this negativity. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a good segue into the found field good story of the week. Um, for our listeners, found. Uh, found is 
Asia's first CBD concept store and cafe found is on a mission to bring the life-changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region from its flagship store tucked away in the leafy Shengwan neighborhood. <laughs> a convenient online store found provides a relaxing and supportive environment to discover the benefits of CBD and CBG through a selection of infused F&B items and retail products. Ivany, what's the latest thing you've used from found? You still on the roll-on, or what are you doing now? No, I'm on the recovery pills still. Oh, jeez, the recovery pills. Yeah, recovery every time, pills. right after the gym. How's that, how's that going for you? Well, look at me. I'm Recover. in tip-top <laughs> shape already. Yeah, I've been recovering. I'm recovering like, instantly <laughs> after my workouts, boys. Yeah, so you guys, uh, listeners, check out Found. Uh, you can find them uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, or at found.hk. Uh, you buy any of their things, you use discount code ATP10 for 10% discount. Uh, so go check them out. So, found feel good. Feel good. Make so us look, feel good, Jess. Come on. With, when uh, things go down, things must come up, or whatever the saying goes, whatever it is. <laughs> Close it up. So, all things that go up I found must come down. My story is as much as we've just hammered the Vancouver Canucks, yeah. me personally, guys, I am a huge Bruce. Bruce Boudreau fan. What do you call him, Ivany? Barbecue, Barbecue Bruce. Bruce. I am a huge fan of Bruce Boudreau, and I'm so happy he's back in the NHL. Yeah. He's been one of my favorite coaches. Um, you know, it's good to have him back. Yeah. You know, you go back to his time in Washington. The first time, you know, you guys remember that that show on HBO, um, the, the Road to the Winter Classic? Yeah. It was like the first time the HBO, like, opened up kind of the veil of hockey and you got to go inside locker rooms and and that first year was pittsburgh and washington you got to see the type of coach that bruce boudreaux is yeah and ever since then i've just always been a believer in this guy um players seem to love the guy right yeah and i mean look man he's been in the nhl so i pulled these stats so he started with the capitals in 07 08 mm -hmm. right which doesn't seem that long ago but it's been a long time <laughs> yeah so he starts wins the division Right, the team goes. So he he comes in. I think twenty games into the year, he coaches sixty-one games that year. He leads the team thirty-seven, seventeen, and seven. Good enough to win the division. They lose in the first round, right? Which has always been kind of his yep. kind of crux, right? Second year, he has an unbelievable year. He wins the President's Trophy, fifty wins, twenty-four losses, eight uh, you know OT losses. Um, they lose in the second round to Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. right? Third year, they win the division again, have another incredible year, better year than the first one. They finished with 121 points that year. Yep. They lose in the second round to Montreal. Right? Anyway, his his last year or his second last year in Washington before being fired, 48-23. They go to the conference semifinal and they end up losing to Tampa Bay in 2010-11. Yeah. And then the next year, they have a great start to the season. And then I think they ended up going like two seven and one, and similar to this year, right? Yeah. Um, he get he ended up getting dropped. You know, he leaves there. He goes to Anaheim. Anaheim, he walks in, coaches a uh, you know halfway through the year. Team finishes fifth. They don't make the playoffs. The next year, they win the division again. So look, in his first one, two, three, four, five, six, his first nine years, he his team has finished first. Eight of those seasons. That's incredible. And the two seasons that he didn't, they finished fifth, and the other season he was fired. <laughs> yeah. So, crushes it in Anaheim, but again, he gets fired after losing in the first round, game seven. He goes to Minnesota. Uh, the team there was, there was a lot of hype around the teams when they had Suter and these guys didn't end up doing it. Mm -hmm. He ends up getting fired back in uh, 2020 before the pandemic. Uh, but for me, look, I just think, I think he's a great coach, man. They're 2-0 oh since he's been in there. Barbecue Bruce. Yeah. So I got a funny story for you guys about Bruce Boudreaux. All right, here we go. So I was playing junior hockey. We were in Gatineau, um, which is really close to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And he was still coaching the Capitals at the time. This would have been back in 2012, I think. He's coaching the Capitals. The team's in Ottawa. We're in Ottawa. We're staying at the hotel. We go for our morning skate, and I guess he's at the, the rink as well. Yeah. So he walks in. He's wearing all Washington Capitals sweatsuit. He's, so he's not very tall, right? Yeah. And he's he's quite a large man. <laughs> yeah, he's, There's a reason why they call him barbecue. Yeah, first. he's round. He's a large, large man. Yeah. He comes into the room. And and so when you're on the road in junior, you, you have like a food table. So you yeah. got a bunch of food out, um, you know, cookies. And, yeah. you know, it's probably better now. But back then it wasn't, you know. <laughs> Tim Horton's so, coffee. Anyway, so he comes in the room. He gives us an Tim incredible bits. speech. You know, he Tim gives bits? Us, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so he gives us this incredible speech. You know, he's like, 
talks about hockey. He talks about staying with it. Because, you know, Bruce Boudreau, like, I, I think he only played, he played less than 200 games in the NHL, but he had a great career in the AHL. Yeah. He's like, I think he's like top 20 all-time scorer or whatever. So he just, you know, he gives a speech like, stick with it. Really personable, nice guy, right? <laughs> he's got these Washington Capitals New Balance sneakers on and this just like greasy sweatsuit. <laughs> so anyway, the last thing he says, he goes, boys, if you can make the NHL, it's so worth it. Anyway, he turns around. He goes to our food table. This is like 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> he grabs four cookies, a Diet Coke, opens a Diet Coke, takes a sip, and turns back. He's like, best of luck, boys. Takes a bite. All four cookies. No. Takes a bite out of the quadruple stack of cookies. And all the boys are like, you just gave this incredible speech, and now yeah. how are we going to take you seriously? No. And just walks out of the room. That's dude. great. It was unbelievable. Well, and ever since then, I was like, I'm a Bruce Brudro guy. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the nickname's there, and it's there for a reason. Yeah. That's awesome. So all the best to him. Yeah. Uh, they're 2-0 since he started. Um, you know, last thing I'll say on him is, you know, he comes in. First thing he says is, like, to his young guys, guys, you're good in this game. Just get the job done. And, I, man, watch this team. Watch yeah. out for this team. I would love to see Vancouver pick it up. I mean, uh, life is a lot better in Canada when uh, when mm. all the teams are doing well. Mm. But the Canucks, with their lineup, there's no reason why they shouldn't be competing every night. So, All right, a uh, couple quick ones here for you, Jess, before we move on from the first period. Uh, Spezza, six games uh, for his... Uh, was it a knee? Oh yeah, a flying. <laughs> what do you knee call that? A flying knee. Uh, I call what? that a. You can't do that. What do you? What are you happy with the six games? Yeah, or? look, I love Spezza. I love the Leafs, but you may need look. You can't do that. And I know Pionk. You know he he crushed. Uh, who was it? Uh, knee on knee with Sandine earlier in yeah. the game. But you can't do that. Oh my boy. <laughs> and, yeah. And if anyone's sitting there being like. Oh, it's a fast game. He didn't know what he was doing. He knew exactly. He knew what he was. It. He yeah. He had one thing on his mind. Six there. games, man. Sit it out. Second money. question for you: um, the uh, Brand- Brandon Lemieux, bitey, old bitey, pulling a page out of uh, Marshy's book there, uh, Polly. What do you think about that suspension, Brandon Lemieux? What? A, first of all, you stick your hand in somebody's mouth. What do you expect, Jess? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever had a glove in what your was mouth? This ever, what was what last was, week? Yeah. Did you ever ever have a finger in your mouth? I don't think I've ever just in the nose. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever, even in my most like white out rage moments, yeah, being like I'm gonna bite this. <laughs> this guy's getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use my teeth, <laughs> yeah, and bite this guy. Strange, strange, strange. Yeah, uh, look, you can't do that, man. No, like it just looks bad, disgusting. And, and again, we talk about like Zgrass going viral for all this like incredible yeah. thing, like. Unfortunately, if someone bites someone, that's also going to go viral. What you call him, Polly? Tyson Lemieux? Yeah, Tyson Lemieux. <laughs> I think that should have been the big bite of the week, boys. <laughs> well, I know. If Zegers hadn't scored that goal, this was the big bite of the yeah, week, boys. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just Lemieux trying to take a piece out of Kachuk. If we would have done this show when we were supposed to, that would have yeah, been... Yeah, we uh, wouldn't have had the Zegers goal. <laughs> uh, next, Jujar Kara gets absolutely demolished by uh, Jacob Truba. Yeah. Clean hit. Yeah, I mean, I hate look, to see that though. Yeah, I mean, look, every time you down. see that a guy goes down like that, it's scary. Yeah, these are the type of things that you know, unfortunately, guys may never play again. So yeah. you don't want to see that. But it's just a, he's a kind of a fluky play, mm-hmm. and Truba just he he's didn't been let up man. on a mission lately. Jake yeah, Truba did it again today against Nate. Yeah, uh, crushed uh, Nate. Yeah, for fans like when this comes out, go if you haven't seen it, go watch the hit on Nate. It's like two yeah. just identical massive hits. Look. Two, I'll, I'll say two things about this. I've watched it a few times, the the hit on Jujar. I, and, and maybe I'm going against, you know, you guys here. I don't, if I'm Truba, man, I, you don't need to do that. You know, look, yes, it's clean. Yes, he's in a bad spot. He's, his head's buried in his feet. Puck's yeah. buried in his feet. You know, and the other, that's the other thing I was going to say is, as soon as I saw that happening, like, in my heart, I was like, oh, my God, protect okay. yourself. Oh, yeah. my God, turn around. Get like, your head turn around, fish out your pocket, yeah. pocket, and dump it off the glass. That's what everyone do. Here yeah. you are fishing for it. You get crushed. But I don't know, man. Like, if I'm true, but you don't need to do that. And, you know, maybe I'm being soft here. But, like, do you really need to just step into this guy in December 
and absolutely run this guy over. Like Truba's been on a mission. I don't know, man. He's something in the water in New York there. Maybe, maybe. But yeah. he's pretty excited to be playing for the Rangers right now. I yeah. guess did it to did it to Nate today. And, yeah. Uh, but look, and then the, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Hopefully, Jujar's uh, okay. I yeah. know he spent the night in the hospital, which is very unfortunate. I think he was released today. Which yeah. Is good. Hopefully, everything's all you right. You know, we never want to see that. It was a big hit, and and you know, this is part of the game, unfortunately, but. Um, I mean, just keep your goddamn head up. Yeah, exactly. Out, you know. All right, one last thing in the first period for you guys here. And this is a question for you too, Polly. Finally. Since 05-06, the top goal scorers in the NHL, number one is Ovi. He's got seven. This is goals? This yeah. is goals? Since 05-06, he's yeah. around 750 goals. Jeez. Next on the list is Crosby with 488. So wow. he's 200 and. 60 goals behind him. Then Stammer with 450. Eric Stahl, fourth. Wow. 430. And then Gino with 424. But the most impressive part of this is if you look at the amount of hits they've thrown since 05-06, Ovi's thrown over 3,000 hits. And the next closest is Stammer with 929. Wow. So not only scoring 750 goals, but over 3,000 hits just goes to show you the style of game and the the way that he's been able to play for so long, man. And I'm, it's just really, really impressive. When this popped up, I just couldn't believe the numbers. Like 260 more goals in Crosby and 2,200 more hits. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, look, I'm a huge Crosby fan. All our listeners know that. But, hmm. man, this... Ovechkin is like he's a, on pace for 60 right now a, he's gonna be a guy that we will talk about until we're in a grave yeah <laughs> you know and he scores he hits he's exciting yeah you know he's he's a likable guy which mm-hmm. you know I think there was a period where everyone hated every Russian in the NHL yeah yeah 3, it's hard not to love him it's crazy right and like yeah I, I kind of hope he gets the record what about you Paul you want him to break Gretzky's record nah <laughs> I hate the Russians. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. Nope. No, thank you. I don't think it's going to happen either. Nah, I, as good as it is, I mean, he just got a lot of work to do. 150 goals left. He's got 150 goals Dude, left. Dude, he could score 60 this year. It's a third of the way through the season. He's got 20 already. He's not going to get 60 this year. Yeah. He's Put it pace. on the window. He's, He's on, on pace. pace. Yeah. Gretzky was famous for saying when, when, um, when, when Ovi hit his 500, I guess he called him mm. and he said, hey, Congratulations on 500. He said the first 500 are easy. The yeah. next 500 yeah. are hard ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was quite, I was really skeptical about Ovi going into this season because, I mean, like the way he plays, it's just the style that he plays, the amount of goals he's been able to score is unbelievable. Yeah, man. And I think, what is he? He's uh, he's third in the league in points, man. Yeah, I know. He's two points behind. Connor, Dreisaitl, Ovi. Yeah. And he's got, what has he got? 20 rips. Yeah. Dude, this guy's not slowing down. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Insane. All right, so that brings us to the end of tonight's first period. Tonight's second period is brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. What happened to the question? What was the question? What question? I thought you said, okay, we're You did say it was going to be a question. Yeah. You didn't ask a question. I did ask a question. I just dropped a bunch of facts on us. It's just like, all right, this one's also going to include I was going to ask you guys who who the top five were, but I thought it would take too long. (laughs) (laughs) No one's getting Eric (laughs) Stahl. I got a question for you. Let me just tell you the answer first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See how good your memory is. Thanks, Paul. Good, good. Okay. Nice yep. work. Lay off nice the found, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's recovery, man. It's from the leafy neighborhood, man. I can't <laughs> resist. I can't resist. All right. Tonight's second period again, brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, Paulie, let's get into tonight's audio questions. Right now? 
Yeah, what do you got for us? Uh, I got some stuff. You got a couple of questions for us. I and uh, just a reminder, next week, uh, we're going to do a lucky draw. We're going to put all of these uh, names in, everyone who's written into the show so far, and send them out a nice little holiday package. Yeah, thank nice. you guys for sending these questions in. It's great. We love answering them. Thank yeah. you for all your support, too. We can't thank you enough, so keep it up. Yeah, please keep sending in your audio questions. And uh, if you don't want to send in an audio question, just hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Type us a comment or question on there. Send us a message. Anyway, just get in touch. Get in touch. Uh, let's let's go with someone that hasn't asked a question yet. Oh. I haven't heard this voice yet. So uh, We got a new one. Let's see what we got here. Hey, guys. It's uh, Ice Pilot Drew coming to you all the way from my comfy couch in Saiyang Pun. Uh, I guess, well, the Benning Green Air is finally over in Vancouver, and it was a long time coming. Uh, the last 10 games or so before the change in management, the team played terribly. And the fans, uh, the media, social media just slammed not only management, but the uh, players as well. Uh, the players, they outright admitted they weren't living up to expectations. Uh, my question for you guys today is, in a world where mental health is a big issue, how does this uh, social uh, media fan negativity how does it affect the players, their confidence, and the team as a whole? There's a lot of young guys on this team. Are they expected to just suck it up as it's part of the reason they get paid millions? Uh, how does uh, Bruce Boudreaux change things and, and get these young guys' confidence levels up and, and get them going again, especially Elias Peterson? Uh, just wondering what your thoughts are. Great question, Drew. I wow. mean, that's Ice awesome. Ice Pilot Drew. Ice Pilot Drew. Yeah. All the way from Canada. Um, no, great question. And um, yeah, I think, you know, 20 years ago, this wasn't an issue. There was no social media. No. Um, and, you know, you got your stories in the newspaper and, and your, your your local news stories and things like that. Put pressure right now. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, with the way things are today, Jess, and like, yeah, you're right, Drew, like mental health is a huge issue. And totally. a lot of people, you know, are dealing with it openly now, which is great. But What's happening in these guys' heads when they're getting absolutely smashed on social media? As, a, as an NHL player or as a professional athlete, are you reading comments? Are you watching what people are saying on your YouTube clips and your, your Instagram posts? And, and how much is that affecting people? Yeah, I mean, look, like you said, first of all, great question. Um, very eloquent. Um, look, I, have two, I think I have two thoughts on this, right? When it comes to being a player in the NHL, or being a professional athlete, especially a young one, right? Where all of this is new, where you've just, let's say you've come from a junior team where maybe you've had an element of that or you're playing overseas. Now you're in a different universe, This, especially playing in a market like Vancouver. I think it's so important that your veterans help you on how to kind of pull, peel yourself away from getting caught into that, right? Yeah. Like you cannot be watching sports center every day to hear what they're saying about you because you just can't. Now the other side of it is I 100% agree, you know, mental health these uh, whether it's athletes or just people in general, you know, this is no joke and you got to take it very seriously. But this is a performance business. Mm -hmm. This is a performance of performance the most based. elite of elite athletes there is. Mm -hmm. You have hundreds of people waiting in the wing who are just chomping at the bit. Right, mm -hmm. you get paid lots of money, which I don't want to just throw that out there. Um, but I think you know this is this is part of it. This is what you've signed up for. And when you play in this market, and when you whether it's in Canada or just in general, this is what comes with the territory. And you know, I'll be the first one to say that, man. When's the last time we've seen a Vancouver team get thrown under the bus this bad? Let's go way back here. Let's go way back. Remember back when Bertuzzi and Naslin and Morrison, they had that unbelievable top line. The yep. Sedins were just coming up. This team was awesome, right? They couldn't get to the pinnacle, but they were awesome. They had a couple down years, and then they come screaming back. Cup final, Bruins win again. God, we're shouting the Bruins out a lot of time, Paul. <laughs> Boys, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Keep it up. Keep it up. You know, but they had an unbelievable team. A couple years later, the Sedins winning the MVP award. You know, I don't think I've seen it. And then even when things started to go down, they had to rebuild really quickly, right? They got Hughes, they got Pedersen, they had all this excitement. Then they, they ended up, you know, the Vassar Horvath. Yeah, they had these can do kids, and then all yeah. of a sudden they kind of go on a run. I think uh, Colorado knocked them out, right? Mm -hmm. But then ever since that series, they've just been abysmal. And this is the first time that I've seen that fan base really get on this team like this. I haven't seen this, 
you know, in, in probably the last two decades. Yeah. Um, but no, I think to answer the question, look, this is a performance business at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and and what's what's I think a bit different is, you know, as you mentioned, Drew, a couple of their guys, high profile guys, are not performing like historically bad. I think we said it already, but Pedersen, I think he has four goals. Yeah. Besser before Bruce Boudreaux joined, I think he had four goals in twenty five games. Like, they don't need him to score four goals. They need him to be the guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we just said, Ovechkin has twenty. Yeah. You know, dry settle twenty one. That's what this guy needs to be doing on this team. Of course. Yeah. You know, so but I think where the game has changed a little bit in the past few years is that they're not directly attacking maybe one or two guys. They're going after the team. Mm-hmm. And they're going after the way the teams ran, which I think is a bit better, you know. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, look, if you're not doing the job, man, like this is what happens. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah, and I mean it is it's a bit unfortunate. I mean it's and it's certainly gotta be tough for an 18, 19, 20 year old totally. kid coming into a big market like that and uh getting absolutely shelled by fans on social media. It's something new and and players have been preparing for this. And these young guys, they've been dealing with this, like you said, Jess, since junior hockey. Yeah. Uh the social media part's probably even more intense at that age yeah. when you're 17, 18. But uh yeah, it's gotta be tough and hopefully they can uh, you know turn the ship around there and barbecue yeah. Bruce off to a good start. Very good couple, start. Couple yeah, and the last thing I'll say is, up. you know, one of the, the first things that that Boudreaux did when he came in, he went to his kids and he's in the media right now and he's just supporting these guys. Yeah. He's and, and again, like, you know, I know it was a funny story before, but Boudreaux is gonna go to these guys and be like, Guys, you're in the NHL, like, you know, life's good. A lot of you guys are making money. Yeah. Like, let's just Let's just take a breath here, mm-hmm. and then let's re. But we have to refocus here. Yeah. Do you guys want to just be guys who are getting paid and are going to be those guys, Going or do you want to win here? Yeah. Because I really do think they have the team who who can do it. Yeah. Um. You know, do it in the sense of the cup. I don't know yet, but they should be a playoff team at yeah. least contending. Great um, question, though, man. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'm with you there, man, and I hope they turn it around. And one thing they did, they did already, and I talked to you about this uh, dinner tonight. Um. Putting top guys on the penalty kill. Yeah. So getting yeah, guys, getting song. guys on the ice who need the ice time. Um, you know, take Vegas for an example. They lead the league in shorthanded goals every year because mm. they got they got Stone, they got Riley Smith, mm. they've got um, Pacioretty, Stevenson, they're t- Carlson. All these guys are killing penalties. Mm. So they're no even if their team's having a rough night and they're getting a bunch of penalties, these guys are still getting on the ice. Mm. So in ice time for top guys, as you know is a mental game yeah, as well. If totally. you're not getting your 18, 19 minutes, you're getting 13 minutes a game, you're sour at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, these guys, I think it's a good idea, and I, I think it will build confidence uh, in some of these young guys, and maybe Bruce will be able to do that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And 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 just one more thing on that, because it's a great point that you, that you flagged. Like, you know, when things aren't going well for top players, like let's say they're on the power play and they're not scoring. Yeah. When they come off, they know that they're going to go back on the next power play. Like, you're right. There is a psyche element there. Like, yeah. look, Vancouver has their guys. They're going to win with those guys or they're going to lose. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they're going to just go to their fourth line and be like, can you guys step up? No, no. Yeah. So, I, and Boudreaux, man, he rode his horses. Like, you know, we went through it earlier. This guy wins divisions. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's Halloween candy, which I'm sure he has every now and then, too. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what he's going to do with that team. And I think he's a perfect coach. I love the hire. Yeah, me too. Let's see what Great they can question. do. What else you got for us over there, uh, Polly? Uh, speaking of Halloween candy, I love Reese's Pieces. <laughs> they are great. Uh, wait, wait. Ivany's got another question for you. <laughs> I got another oh, question. Oh, no, he doesn't. You're going to throw it out there? <laughs> got some stats for you guys. Yeah, got some stats. Just, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's uh, listen to someone that's already been on the uh, podcast. The, uh, Repeat. Someone that gave my favorite line, LOL, the... Hi guys, it's Maria here again. I uh, got a question about the Oilers for you tonight. I saw McDavid got a a penalty the other night and they suffered a tough loss, but they were off to a good start this year, weren't they? I'm wondering if they've really got all the depth to go all the way this year. Connor McDavid's an important guy and it'd be nice to see him him get a cup, but is, is this the year? Is this the team that can do it? No, no Habs heckles for you this week, Chris. Yeah. Uh, But... You'll be back. You know, there's always next week. They're bound to do something silly in the coming days. All right, that's it for now. Like what, hire an English GM? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Maria. Thanks for not ripping the Habs this week, but I'm sure we'll give you something to come back with. (laughs) Do you want to take a shot at this one, Jess? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, um, 
you know. Are the Oilers deep enough? Yeah. It, I, you know, the, look, the Oilers in the last 10 games have been 5-5. Five and five, Yeah. Right? Uh, they're on a three-game slide. I don't know how they did today. Did they play today? I don't even know. Um, but look, <laughs> the tough part is we were so spoiled by what this team was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were winning every game. Every night was just a highlight reel after highlight reel after highlight reel. Like they lost to Minnesota yesterday, by the way. Yeah, Minnesota's a wagon. Man. Yeah, they're exactly. Yeah, they're my some sleeper. Of course they're going to win. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. talk about them if they weren't winning. They're on seven-game streak. Getsom.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, look, you know, don't forget this team got pumped last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Pumped. Right. But yeah, I mean, Maria, you called it like, you know, maybe they're coming back to earth a little bit. You know, the flames are still rolling crazy, but the ducks, I mean, we talked about Zgras, they, they've passed them now. So the Oilers are now third in the division. Like I said, five and five in their last 10. Um, but I think maybe it's just, the amount of hype and and just the Oilers are just front and center. And every single time you're looking for Oilers, 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 yeah. Oilers. Like, look, you're going to go through stretches like this. You know, mm-hmm. the Leafs did to start the year. Yeah. You're going to go through. You can't win every single game all year long. Um, but, look, I, I definitely wouldn't be out on them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like, the sport of hockey, as we've seen time and time again, you will never win with a one-line team, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have to find that depth. Nugent Hopkins is going to have to step up. Um, your goalie's going to have to steal you a couple games. And look, at the end of the day, when it comes to playoffs, you will never win a Stanley Cup by out, like, I almost said by outscoring the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I mean by that is, yes, I understand you need to score more goals than the other team to win. Yeah. But you're not going to win by scoring five, six goals a night. That's right. You know, no, you got to find other ways. You got to find a way to grind it out and gritty, you know, so. Yeah. Think? Um well right now they're they're going through a little tough stretch like you said but they they're battling injuries right now. Yeah. Uh CC Duncan Keith Clefbaum all out. So like three top there goes four. Your D. <laughs> yeah. There goes your D. Um Darnell Nurse was out for a couple games. He's back, but I mean they do need a healthy lineup because this the depth is really important for this team. Um their power play is not going to like maintain a 35 38% clip yeah. like they've been doing right now. Um yeah. so I think they I saw there's bets on like how long it takes? Yeah, on the, the when they get the power play, uh, if they're going to score an under a minute or over a minute, oh, really? <laughs> not even if they're going to score. Well, I've noticed lately they've even been uh, like because normally like McDavid's and Drysaddle are out there for a buck forty five at least. Right. right. <laughs> they've been they've been keeping them at about a minute the last few games because they they're looking for a little spark or something. But yeah. this team needs to be healthy. Um, right now they're pretty healthy up front, mm. uh, but they are lacking defensively right now. So that's that kind of accounting for their struggles. Um, also, um, Mike Smith being out doesn't help. Stuart Skinner's had a few starts. Um, Miko Koskinen's going to have to carry the load, and I don't know if he's capable of doing it for that much longer. So they're going to need to get healthy. Um, but they definitely, I think, a healthy Edmonton Oilers team is a scary team. Totally. Um, like you said, they're not going to outscore guys every night, but they definitely are a little bit deeper than they've ever been. Yeah. Um, and, like, the addition of, of Zach Hyman is almost like having a whole other line. He's been very good. He's though. been really, really good, and he's doing things at both ends of the ice. So I really like it. I think Warren Fogle, that third line, needs to step up a little totally. bit. He hasn't contributed much offensively. And even Cassian, a guy who, you know, he's been known to chip in offensively, hasn't been doing a whole lot. So yeah. I think they've got the depth to do it, Maria, uh, but they definitely have to be healthy. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, look, right like 24 games uh, they've played this year. Uh, they're three points behind the Flames for first in the division who have played 26 games. Yeah. They're one point behind the Ducks who have played 27. Yeah. So, look, they win the next two games, they're first in the division. Yeah. So, look, is it time to hit the panic button? Absolutely not. No. Um, but this is what, come, again, this is what we talked about with you know with the Canucks. This is what comes with the territory in Edmonton. You know, you have five bad games, and it's all of a sudden, okay, we suck. Yeah. Or so, then the week before where we were winning six in a row, and we're like, okay, we're nasty. Like, this is just part of it, you yeah. know? This is what you sign up for, man. Absolutely. Thanks for the question, question, Maria. Yeah, and a uh, reminder to our to Maria and uh, and Ice Pilot Drew, your guys' names will be in a draw next week for our Christmas package. All right, that's the end of tonight's second period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheelhub Asia. Wheelhub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheelhub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. 
for inline hockey players by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, Jess, let's uh, check in with the CIHL from yes. the last time before you uh, are you, I got, before uh, you leave the league. You got one game left or two? I got two more. Yeah, two more. You're going to be here for the 18th as well. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. So, Jess, uh, last weekend, a bit of a sleeper. Um, to both games, 5-1, 9-1 games. Yeah. Very um, lopsided. Very lopsided. Still some guys missing, not huge lineups. Uh, game one, you guys uh, beat the Tycoons 5-1. to one. Yeah. Um, Liam We're, Moorfield, he had a great game. First star, yeah. 33 saves. He made great. some $10, man. He made some great saves in that game. There was honest. times where my guy was wide open in front, full one-timer. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's a minus and there's a save. <laughs> he was awesome. Uh, and also, even for the in a losing losing effort, uh, Dean Zambellicos for the Tycoons yeah, made 31. Number, I score made 31 saves, yeah. And I, I think he got him. like three or four saves and you were in one shift. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you were buzzing. I was buzzing. You were buzzing. Well, you, you know, were still buzzing we were for five the night five. before. We were five on five. <laughs> to our listeners out there, we were basically playing shorthanded the whole game. I yeah. think Ivany might have been playing on the other team. Yeah, Ivany was right. our ref. I think that's the first time you've ref me this year. Is it? I think so. You weren't there opening night. No, that's right. Yeah. That was uh, what we're working. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, keep you guys honest. Yeah, the yeah. chirpers and the third star of that game, fantastic uh, game, um, Alyssa Ho. Yes, yes. This should have been our found two story, goals actually. and an assist. Uh, we've talked about Alyssa on the podcast before. Uh, young uh, female player here in Hong Kong. I believe she's only fourteen. Yeah. Uh, playing in the men's full contact league, um, although you know the the U18s are are a little bit protected as far as the body checking goes. Mm. This girl's come Still a long way. Man. She's come so so far in the last two years. Uh, it's really impressive to watch. Yeah, all the coaches love Alyssa. her. Yeah, uh, great great young woman. Uh, family's great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so fun watching her just develop every single day. She seems to get better. Insanely talented athlete, like super. She is, and their confidence is growing now, and it's so fun to watch. So she hadn't scored yet in the league. Yeah, she comes and plays for the Aces. We, snipes too. Snipes too. <laughs> she ends up scoring though. She did score with. Uh, she scores Sharks nice later. goals too, yeah. man. But that, yeah, it's really she's cool. so talented. She's such a great skater, and yeah. she's also a world like. Uh, She's on her way to like international squash tournaments. She's like number two in the country. They're, they're superstar athlete. It's great. Yeah. It's great to see. Yeah, exactly. Watch so out your, for this. Watch out for Alyssa Ho. You're gonna hear her name for sure. uh, in the years to come. Uh, game two saw the South China Sharks absolutely demolish the Cal- the Kowloon Warriors yeah. nine to one. Uh, a bit of a laugher. Uh, first game, first star of the game though. Bit of a haha. Friend of the show. Matt Sackney, guy who's Sack. leaving town. Sack attack gets first star. I need of the this game. guy to leave already. Yeah. I need this guy to leave. So look. We've talked about this guy, I think, the last two episodes. Yeah. For the last two episodes, we said he's leaving, right? Yeah. He's still in the city. He's silly. We've done, like, nine going away parties for this guy. He's like, oh, it's come on, come for one more drink. We're going away. I'm like, jeez, yeah. dude. Just, <laughs> Just be out here. already. <laughs> Leave, man. I got, I got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> Second star of that game, uh, the great Jordan So. Yes. Uh, one of the most talented players in the league. A Can guy really good both ends of the ice. Yep. Three goals, two assists. Congratulations, Jordan. Yeah. And Connor Daly, um, not a guy who we see on the score sheet a whole lot in the league. Uh, going for assists. Big night for Big him. Big night for Connor. Um, so congratulations to Sharks the Sharks. Sharks had a full lineup. They did. They Keep had the a full squad, and the Warriors are still diminished. They were. They had, a, I think, four regulars on the team that night and six call-ups. Yeah, not great. Five, five U18s. But I they mean, battled, look, you do what battled. you want. They it's a one horse. Li- it's a one horse race right now. Aces. I mean, we're awesome. <laughs> the Macau Aces are a pretty good team right now, folks. Uh, Jess, um, what are you? What are you thinking about leaving? Leaving here halfway through the season. Uh, I mean, look, that's probably been the toughest part. Yeah. You know, it's a great league. It's so fun. Um, it, it. You know, it. Uh, you're playing against your buddies, and it's com- just competitive enough where you know, like you, you want to win. Like, yeah. You know, and you got the juices going. I mean, look. We do this stuff. We're, we're very, very close. Yeah. And I remember there was a, a time, I, I still think I was convinced I was tripped. We ended up scoring, and I got an assist on the play, so I'll let you off the hook a little bit. <laughs> Gave you the second but assist. But I was staring at you. I was like, oh, I was tripped. Like, so I, I think it's just part of it. You get so competitive, but it's yeah. it's the perfect amount. Yeah. You know, and then it's just, as soon as the game ends, you're sitting there together having beers, and I'm really going to miss it, man. I'm, I'm really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, the league, they do a very good job. And this year, just with, you know, COVID and, and all this different stuff and quarantine rules in, in Hong Kong makes it very difficult. Uh, you know, guys are stuck all the time. And um, 
But it's a great league, man. We have a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll miss it. Folks, uh, come on out to Discovery Bay uh, this coming Saturday night. Um, we're going to be there with, with a little podcast set up, selling some of our new merchandise. we got some great deals on our merch for the holidays. Uh, if you're around, uh, come and say hello to us uh, during the games. Um, and also, a just quick look at the standings, Jess. As you mentioned, the Aces are 6-0, and um, leading the league uh, easily here. we got the Sharks, Warriors, and Tycoons all tied with two and four records. So we have one winning team. Yeah. <laughs> you guys awesome. are dominating. All right, there's our look at the CIHL. Pauly. Are you awake over there? Good morning. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Are you ready to take us home with a little story? I'll do my best. I'll yes. do my best. Yes, 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 oh, just going to uh, Canada. Might as well focus on a little bit of a Canadian story here. Is it Canada. about Tim Horton? No, it's, it's not about, about Tim Horton. The Sabes? Yeah, it's about McDonald's. John McDonald. Not about Sabes either. <laughs> it is about a Canadian player, though. Didn't play for a Canadian team at this time, but he's still Canadian. Anyways, here we go. Gather around, children. Chris Draper may take the cake for the crappiest Stanley Cup story ever. <laughs> After winning the Stanley Cup in 2008 with the Detroit Red Wings, he placed his newborn daughter in the cup. Upon lifting the baby up, Draper discovered that his daughter had pooped inside <laughs> the cup. Don't worry, though. He made it a point to tell his fans that he cleaned it out and drank from the cup that night. That being said, his breath has never been the same. <laughs> Beauty. That's great story. I guarantee, you, I guarantee you that's not the only person that's ever pooped in that cup. Or no. the only bodily fluid. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know, the thing with the wings, um, they were basically dumping on the league for years. Yeah. This team was Part so pun. nasty. Yeah. The pun. Right? <laughs> right? We're getting yeah. pretty good at this, Paulie. That's good. I like this. <laughs> your first rodeo, no, that's it? crazy, man. Good game, boy. Uh, was he P.I.? Chris Shepard P.I.? Or is he Newfie? Uh, good, good question. Well, he's good one question. of them. Uh, I know he's a... I think he's a East Coaster, but... Um, yeah. Well done to the daughter. He's she will forever be the one who's Duke Oh, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh for four today. Oh for four. So listen up, fans. We don't know a single thing about hockey. This is all written for us. Yeah, exactly. And this is all just one big skit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how does anyone uh, listen to this please podcast? Please get me out of here before I get another yeah. question. Anyway, but. folks, like Jess said earlier, thanks for uh, all the all the support in the podcast. Yep. And Jess, we're gonna miss having you in the studio here for a little while. Yeah, but don't worry, folks. Uh, things are gonna still go on as planned for the rest of the season paulie and i'll be holding things down in the studio and wherever jess is he'll be chiming in every second monday night that's right that's right big things ahead for this for for all of us here guys and uh, i can't wait to keep doing this and we've got some big things ahead for for our listeners and here. safe travels jess nice. uh best the uh, best uh, yeah. best wishes for the holidays and safe travels and uh yeah let, let canada know we said hello will do get some tim hortons for me baby <laughs> <laughs> that was across the pond and that's a wrap Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to AcrossThePondHK.com or find us on social media at AcrossThePondHK. After winning the Stanley Cup in 2008 with the Detroit Wed, Wed Wings. <laughs> 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 <laughs>